My friends, welcome to the Christoph Lewis podcast. Create your career. This is Contemplation with me, Christoph, number 112, episode number 267. This is really cool. This is an episode that I've been waiting to do for an entire year. But before we get into it, this is a reminder that this podcast is geared towards creating your career. What does that mean? It literally means that between interviewing other people and sharing my thoughts on these contemplations, that I want you to go out there and create your career, whether it be a military transition, whether be a civilian transition, a transition of careers, moving from one career to the other in pursuit of your purpose, in pursuit of your passion while helping other people. Remember, you can find this episode and all of the conversations and the contemplations on ChristophLewis.com forward slash podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. You can head over to YouTube and subscribe. That would be massively helpful. And sharing this with a friend is also massively helpful. And you can find me on Instagram at Christoph Lewis. Now it's time for the final book challenge. And I was reading one book a week for a year. What happened was I had an injury. I couldn't work out anymore. I substituted the time that I worked out with reading and it turned out to be awesome and difficult. And there are parts of me that are really happy that it's done, which I'll get into. Last week, I read Legacy by James Kerr. That was the final book. It was about the All Blacks, the rugby team from New Zealand. They are the most winningest team in all sports history. This week, I'm reading nothing. (laughs) I'm taking the week off. I might be taking more time off. And I'm just happy that I completed that goal that I never thought I'd be able to do. So I think that speaks towards goals quite a bit. We are selling ourselves short. That's one of the other things that I like talking about in this podcast to not sell yourself short. You are capable of doing so much more than you think you are. This week's conversation was conversation number 155 with Kayla Arrestivo. And she is the founder of Trails of Purpose, which is an organization geared towards helping veterans with horses via horses. It's it's really cool to see how she's changing people's lives, veterans' lives, for the better by giving them therapy and using the horses to be able to do that as well. Super powerful stuff. And she tells us her story about how her life was completely changed by 9-11. It was a really heartfelt story, and I really appreciated her sharing that with us. So today, I'm going to speak with you about the number one thing that I learned from reading 52 books in 52 weeks. So let's get into it. All right, so as I said, this is the the long-awaited episode. What I'm going to do before we get into the most powerful thing, the number one thing that I learned in reading 52 weeks is I had a bunch of people ask me about what my favorite book was. Now, my books were mostly self-help and finance, and I had some other books in there, but I really wanted to focus on this for this exact challenge. So it's not going to be for everyone, and of course, I feel like somebody asking me like for a book recommendation is somebody like somebody asking me where they want to eat like dude I don't know what type of food you like I don't know what type of books you like so you might not like any of these books but I'm going to go through just some of the ones that impacted me the most and I'll just give a really hyper quick synopsis and they're they're in no particular order so one of them was by a former guest addicted to the monkey mind which is changing the programming that sabotaged your life that's by JF Benoit and that really helps me identify how I was raised the way my brain was wired and helping me further understand that I can still change the way 
I like I can have crazy thoughts and I could want to react and say things to my family, to my wife, to myself, but I have the power to be able to change those thoughts. Moving on. It's funny because I want to get in real estate and I read the millionaire real estate agent by Gary Keller, who is obviously a huge real estate agent. And it turned out to be one of the best self-help books I've ever read. So I'm going to keep it at that. If you're into real estate, want to be in the real estate, but you're also looking for self-help, that's a good book. Even if you're not in real estate, I would actually recommend that for a self-help book as well and just read the first half of it. Now, another of my favorite books was by Patty Azzarello that was called Rise and Three Practical Steps for Advancing Your Career, Standing Out as a Leader and Liking Your Life. Super good. Another one by Chris Voss, who is an FBI negotiator, is Never Split the Difference. As always, the one thing by Gary Keller was just something that I need to read once a year. Another great one by Marshall Goldsmith was What Got You Here Won't Get You There, How Successful People Become Even More Successful. And we're almost done. Another one is 10% Happier by Dan Harris. And that's how he tamed the voice in his head, reduced stress without losing my edge and found self-help that actually worked. Now, when it comes to history, I read two. One, a biography on Patton. That was really good. But one of the most powerful books, dare I say, the most powerful book that I read in the entire 52 weeks was the Hiroshima Diary, the Journal of a Japanese Physician during the days following the bombing. Really powerful. I reread my favorite self-help book, Third Circle Theory by Pejman Gadimi, and I ended on one of my also favorite books, Legacy by James Kerr, as I said, following what the all blacks can teach us about business of life. So those are some of my favorites, and now I really just want to get into what I learned in 52 weeks of reading 52 books, which I just didn't think was possible, and I think that's a lesson in and of self, as I touched on in the beginning, is don't sell yourself short, guys and girls, because I think that we have all these ideas of things that we want to do in our lives, and we just have this story that builds up in our head, and we convince ourselves before we even start that, or before we even don't start, that it's just not possible or we could never achieve it. And that's bullshit that we're feeding to ourselves. And I think that you should go back to one of the first books I touched on, and this was The Addicted to the Monkey Mind, is just changing the way your brain is wired. I'm going to say I recorded a contemplation. It was number 41. It was from last August 23rd, if you want to listen to it, but it was called Book Challenge Epiphany. And I think it's really cool that 18 weeks into the book challenge, did I really already discover what the number one thing is that I would have learned from reading 52 books in 52 weeks. And that I called the book challenge epiphany episode. Upon further research and having this discussion with a few people in my life, the research has divulged that this is actually a thing. So I'd love to share this with other people and dig into it a little bit more. If you've already heard the episode from last August, awesome. You know exactly what we're going to talk about. If you don't, now you know. It is called Parkinson's law if you're not familiar with it. This essentially states that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. And what that means for the book challenge epiphany when I recorded that all the way back on my 18th book was that I had a week to read a book. Some books I read were close to 400 pages. Some books I read were 160 pages, very short in, in relative terms. And what had happened was is that no matter how long the book was or how how difficult it was to read, I was finishing the book within a week. And it took me like months to realize that, hence 18 books in. But I realized that and it was just, uh, as I said, it was an epiphany. And then now upon further research and reading 52 books, I can definitely say with full confidence that Parkinson's Law is exactly what I figured is one of the most powerful things in my life that applies to almost every aspect of my life, at least with goal setting in my professional life, in my personal 
personal life. This was created by Cyril Northcote Parkinson, and it was the first sentence in one of his essays published in The Economist in 1955, and it's been obviously republished over and over and over again. I would say that a way to generalize what he's talking about, essentially another way to say that is the amount of time that one has to perform a task is the amount of time it will take to complete the task. So real quick with the book challenge again is I was reading books that had varying difficulties, books that had varying lengths all in the same time. And I was like, how the hell is this even possible? When I had a hard book, you know, quote unquote hard book or a long book, I would try that much harder and I would read that much more every single day. I was like, I got to read, I got to read, I got to read, I got to get this book done. So it just sounds like <laughs> growing up, right? Or even now, maybe you're still doing it. And I know I'm still doing it to an extent, you know, like you crunch for a test and is, oh, the project's due in a month. That means I have a month so I can chill. You know, I can work on it a little bit every day. But what I realized is that one of the pillars of the podcast is to not sell yourself short. So let's not sell ourselves short with the amount of time it takes to complete these tasks. If time is the most valuable asset, then we should fully understand Parkinson's law and apply it to our lives and not waste time. Just get it done as fast as you can and not wait to get it done or not spread it out to get it done. If that's what you want to do, do it. But be cognizant of maybe what you're doing and understanding that you are dragging it out or you're performing that task. Like I said, in the amount of time that you have to perform the task is the amount of time it's going to take to complete the task. So how does this relate to your life right now? If you have a goal, say you have one month to do it, or you have a week to do it, or you have a year to do it, or you have a longer goal, five years, 10 years, whatever that goal is, and whatever that difficulty is of that goal, it will get done within the time that you set for it. So set a goal, set a timeline on it, and make it something that you're going to adhere to. Adhere to that timeline, adhere to that map. However, don't be afraid to pivot, to adjust that timeline, because what's going to happen is, according to Parkinson's Law, and what I've seen in my life on a very micro level, is that I, regardless of length of book, took the entire week to read the book. And after that, I was reading books and a lot quicker, allowing me to read books, longer books, in a week and a half. So what happened was is some books I'd read in like three or four days, other books took me eight or nine or 10 days. But what I'm saying is I want to relate this to your life. When you set a goal, don't just set a goal and forget about it and just work towards it because whatever that goal is, is that's how long it's going to take you. Be hyper vigilant and cognizant of not selling yourself short and bringing that goal up a little bit. So it's like being in the zone, right? You want to set that big, hairy, audacious goal like Jim Collins says in Good to Great. You don't want a goal that's easily obtainable and you don't want a goal that's completely out of your reach that you'll just get frustrated and give up. So you want to set that goal within the strike zone of attainability and you don't want it to drag on forever. So it's time for a recap. The number one thing that I learned from reading 52 books in 52 weeks is what I initially coined as the book challenge epiphany, but upon further research is Parkinson's law. To reiterate here in the final, it is the adage that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. So if you're setting goals, understand that the amount of time that you have to perform that task for that goal is the amount of time it will take to complete the task more than likely. That's what happened to me in my book challenge and what may very well be happening to you. So I want to leave you with something always as I try to say, you know, my challenge to you is to look in on yourself, do some self-reflection. What are you just dragging out and not doing? So maybe you have a goal. It has a timeline. Are you taking your time to do it because of that time constraint? Think about any deadline you've ever had in your life, whether it be school, whether it be work and take that time to do that self-reflection, as I've just said, but to really analyze it and be okay and 
knowing that you can tweak it and make it a little bit more better, a little bit more within that strike zone of attainability and not too crazy, not too high, but not too short. So really take time to think about these goals and the timeline that they fall in. And I hope it helps you. And I know it's going to help for me in my own life too, how I set up my goals and my timelines moving here in the future. Because as I was saying in the beginning, the podcast in my personal life has taken a serious uh, change. I'm shaking everything up and I'm using Parkinson's law, be able to redistribute my time and create new goals and a roadmap to obtain those goals. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I hope I taught you at least one new thing today. I think it's cool that the thing that I found in book number 18 or after reading 18 books, the book Challenge Epiphany was something that really held true, easily the strongest thing that I've learned from reading all of these books. And I hope it inspires you to maybe read, but to do and create a challenge that you thought was not obtainable and do it in a timely manner and break Parkinson's law. And I really thank everybody for all the book suggestions that you've given me. A lot of people suggest a lot of good books. Don't be afraid to reach out to me if you have any questions about them or this. I'd be more than happy to talk about it. Remember, you can find me on Instagram at Christoph Lewis. Head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and rate five stars and tell me what you like. And thanks for listening. And please don't only listen. You have to apply. You can listen to all the best advice, read all the best books and listen to all the best podcasts. But if you don't apply, it doesn't mean anything. So today's Thursday. Have the best Thursday ever. And I'll see you later. Yeah.